I'd like to welcome everyone to the Pacific Institute's Kitchen Table. The intent of the Kitchen Table is to provide a platform where we are able to share and discuss the dynamic world of cognitive science and the specific role it plays in performance. I'd like to introduce our co-hosts, Greg Coughlin and Ron Medved from the Pacific Institute. They have over four decades of experience working with hundreds of organizations on applying cognitive psychology and science. Pull up a chair, let's get started. Welcome back everyone to the kitchen table. It's March 23rd and we're into our, I can't remember how many weeks of our pandemic. Um, we are back again to talk about the E and PERMA where we left off from our last podcast, number 45 or 46. Um, just as a just as quick summary is that we started this in, uh, a week and a half ago and we've done four podcasts uh, or three podcasts, this will be the fourth. And where we went from beginning was just to remind people of some of the, the tools of cognitive psychology like locus of control and, and gestalt and uh, human agency and uh, self-talk and replacement pictures and all those things that we covered off on the first couple podcasts. We introduced a model last week on well-being, and it is the work primarily of, of Dr. Martin Selgrickman's work, and he's put together a PERMA model, which is positive emotion, engagement, relationship, meaning, and accomplishment as five elements that, if you have, increase your overall well-being. Uh, last week, we talked about positive emotions, and today we wanted to talk about engagement. Let me just pause. I've got Ali and Ron and Doug here again, and um, we won't cover off where we've been because it's pretty much the same as we were. The only sort of celebration that uh, Ali was uh, running a temperature last week and is making her, uh, progress on her health. Uh, she might be a presumptive case, but uh, she's actually moving past that. And I'm celebrating the success of your health today, Ali. So you're feeling uh, quite a bit better than you were. Yeah, absolutely. So I, again, I was saying earlier, I don't know if it's allergies or just the time of year, the general panic everywhere that I was running slight, a slight temperature making it worse, but uh, definitely feeling a lot better after a restorative weekend of yeah. gardening and spring cleaning. Yeah. Well, restorative is a really good word and garden and spring cleaning is a good word and it's going to really lead into what I think is really critical on the work on engagement. And so um, somebody describe what what is meant by engagement yeah i'll take i'll take that greg um, engagement is an activity that we can be involved in where we're uh, in a state of flow where we're not self-conscious where we're uh, enjoying ourselves actually losing track of sense of time and um you know, we all we all have our engagement activity. It could be different from everybody. Everything from playing the piano to gardening to doing uh, crafts uh, to uh, whatever. Uh, we we get in a flow state, and and uh, it it's very nurturing and uh, and, and satisfying. It's a part of well being. Yeah, uh, Ellie or Doug, want to add to that? just to help the listeners understand what we mean by engagement? 
Sure, I think it's important to be engaged in a lot of different ways because that level of absorption is where you can really tell that people have it. Yeah. Um, so when you're in those kind of work situations, you can definitely tell when your team members are engaged or not engaged. And you can all think of a time when that engagement really made a difference. Yeah. And the, the, the point behind the well-being is that the engagement is a healthy, mental healthy approach to, to life. It's, it's one of the things that's an ingredient into well-being. Is that, am I stating kind of the point? I think so. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I think is is part of what uh, is challenging to today and you know in the last couple of weeks and certainly the weeks to ahead of us is that what we usually or, or would get engaged in may be changing uh, or radically changing, and that you know our tasks and projects and work and meetings and pro presentations and things that we did, our working sessions, our workshops that we did, those are all sort of normal things that brought engagement and level of well-being and satisfaction to us. But in the new current reality is those may not be there. So uh, what would you give advice to the listeners in terms of as those new normals are creating or temporal new normals, uh, what what could people do or what do you observe people that are doing that are that are really leveraging the 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 importance of engagement do you accept that that's changing and if so what are the, what is the ways that people are successfully putting in strategies to be able to to tap into engagement i think from my perspective i think what i'm seeing with some of my clients is they're working away in their offices they were able to be focused on their business and certainly over the course of last week, so many folks around here transitioned from uh, a business and, and professional setting to enable to be focused and engaged. And now, um, now a lot of folks are, are working from home and there's different distractions and the distractions may be uh, getting in the way of, of that being able to be fully engaged in, in their work and, and get into that flow state. So I yeah. think as the dust settles, people are now, you know, they're finding the quiet place in their house and, and they're finding the tasks that they can be focusing on, which should get them into a state of engagement and, and flow. Yeah. You know, when you say that, Doug, I'm sort of, you know, it's sort of like hopping when you don't have a really focused task, you kind of flit from one thing to another. You hop from one thing to the other, sort of just out of trying to fill something, to do something, to be busy. As opposed to, you know, Ron, you said that you you went to your flow state spot in, in gardening. You, you had your duties, you had your task. And, uh, or Ali, you know, you might go to your painting. Or I was even saying, you, you know, it could be puzzles, it could be, uh, you know, cards, it could be uh, anything that you can, I, I, you know, I, I was arguing, I don't know if you guys agree, but I've got into the flow state in, in puzzling. Uh, when you really get into it, you're zoned in and, and seeing uh, shapes that you couldn't see before. So um, what do you comment to that? What do you think? I mean, really what we're asking about trying to describe what engagement is as part of the well-being and how that plays into our current reality. 
my wife and I got engaged into a couple of highly competitive rounds of Scrabble yesterday. And uh, definitely when you're focused on something like that, uh, all you're thinking of is how to use those seven tiles and, and uh, definitely distracting. You're not thinking about what's going on elsewhere. Ron or Ellie, anything to add? Ellie, go ahead. I was going to say, uh, we were also playing a board game this weekend uh, called Pandemic. And uh, it was interesting because it kind of gave us the opportunity to play scientist, if you will. Um, it's a game similar to Risk, how it's set up. Mm. Uh, but that was kind of an interesting way to get engaged and feel a little bit more in control of that pandemic than the pandemic we're currently experiencing. Um, but one thing I am noticing in terms of the flow state when it comes to engagement is a lot of people last week while their organizations were figuring out um, what components they needed to be able to successfully work from home. Yeah. A lot of the tasks that people were initially assigned to work from home were simple things that didn't take a lot of time. Yeah. So I would say, even if you look on social media, the number of people who report being bored uh, mm -hmm. with their tasks, whereas now people are kind of looking at reframing yeah. how they're viewing the tasks at home and looking at it as a celebration of, well, I was able to do a load of laundry in between two tasks and things yeah. like that. So I yeah. think we're going to start to see that um, people move higher up towards anxiety. Yeah. Or sorry, well, <laughs> oh, not anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, one of the things that uh, you, you mentioned there that I think is worthy of noting and part of the PERMA model is accomplishment and how we measure accomplishment because we know if we go back and remind ourselves to efficacy, how we build efficacy, we build efficacy through past successes. We work through them too quickly to have them assimilated. And so I think recalibrating success might be helpful uh, because what was day to day, I know these are mundane, simple tasks, but I should be checking the list. I've done it, I've done it, I've done it. And I think this is what I've jumped ahead, gang, sorry for that, but you mentioned it in terms of the role that accomplishment plays in well-being. Um, just I, this is a tangent card I'm playing on accomplishment. So uh, follow it once, a couple steps, and then we'll come back to engagement if you're okay. Any comments to that? I think they're yeah. close to the slides. So it makes sense. Yeah, I, I, Greg, I'm, you know, my own thoughts are that, uh, you know, I've, I've gone back to uh, reading Flourish uh, by Martin Seligman, um, mm -hmm. the book that you referred to and where we, where we found uh, PERMA uh, for the first time. But PERMA is really a relatively small part of the book because the book is really about positive psychology and mm -hmm. its importance. And uh, there's some examples of of testing and you know there's there there's exercises that you can do and uh anyway my 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 overall sense from sort of rereading uh flourish you know is 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 the big picture which is rather than you know spend your life uh, uh chasing money you know for example why don't you think about chasing well-being uh might mm -hmm. be more satisfying and, and uh, you know, we have a tendency to get out of balance uh, and uh, let's just take our own job and our own work. You know, we're, uh, 
we have been forced, you know, to come back and kind of rethink our, our daily life, uh, especially our daily work life. There's, there's things that we can do from home and there's things that we can't do from home. And actually there are some things that we can do right now. And there's some things that maybe are not appropriate to do right now. For example, um, you know, we can reach out and touch mm-hmm. our clients, ask them how they're doing, mm-hmm. uh, uh, mm-hmm. make that warm sort of extension, you know, mm-hmm. of ourselves. At the same time, I, 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 th- I don't think it's realistic to do, to do, to transact business today. Mm-hmm. Uh, might be, uh, but, uh, I don't think, uh, uh, I don't think that's the appropriate thing to do. So I've got to find, find what I can today to be both, uh, take care of myself and my family and, yeah. and also to sort of, think constructively about my business, but know that I'm operating within some really different limitations. Yeah. Anybody else want to add to that? If not, um, you know, to another really important part of the engagement model is the work done by Mihai Csikszentmihalyi. I always love saying his name and he's the, the author of um, the word flow and the flow state. And what uh, Mihai provided that I think is super useful tool is a, uh, on the vertical is challenge, on the horizontal is skill. And if you can kind of get that pictured in your mind is that if you have low challenge and low skill, it's apathy. Uh, but if you have low challenge and medium skill, it's boredom. And so Ali, what you were maybe articulating people working on small tasks are bored. But if you go across the bottom, a low challenge to high skill, you can just be relaxed. But here's really an important part is that as the challenge increases and if your skill is low, you move from worry to anxiety. So just to reframe that is that on the vertical is apathy, worry, and anxiety. On the horizontal is skill is apathy, boredom, and relaxation. And up in the top right-hand corner is where you want to be is in a state of flow where your skill is high and your challenge is high that you can remain in that peak performance space. So for me, one of the things that Mihai's uh, model offers in context to today is that, Ron, you started our our pre-call with just discussing that it's likely this next couple of weeks both in US and Canada and globally, the challenge is gonna be pretty high because we're gonna reach new levels of of the pandemic. And what happens is the challenge will be high, but if our skill that we're trying to support, offer coaching and and guidance on and the skill of of the mental approach to, to the challenge, we might be fluctuating into the state of anxiety. And so I see really this is an important time while this week may give us a window to really strengthen your skill on mental toughness, mental mental health, mental fitness. Uh, I've put into place the practice of using, just as an example, when you introduced last week to us the neutral thinking run, I subsequently have just read uh, uh, Trevor Mowat's book on what it takes what it takes. 
and I got a greater clarity of understanding neutral thinking. And so I'll use that as a skill that I am practicing in, in quick state right now to be getting good at getting good at neutral thinking because the wave of challenge is probably going to hit us in the next couple of weeks. And I need that tool. I need that skill to be able to navigate my way through uh, the next couple of weeks. So for me, guys, the challenge in the next couple of weeks might be high. And this is the time to, to sharpen up our mental tools, our mental mindset tools, uh, to be able to be able to use them at a reasonably high skill level, given the challenge that we have. Give me some feedback or add to that, uh, comment to that. Um, I'm trying to be able to suggest that this framework is enabling me to understand work I've got to do right now on strengthening my mental skills. Comments, additions? Yeah, let me just comment first. Um, Greg, I'm glad you're reading uh, about neutral thinking. Uh, I, you know, I like you, I mean, feel the same way. I think that there's some real answers in there to sort of stay in the moment. And, uh, you know, the neutral thinking was, uh, was, was about how a high performance athletes perform by being able to sort of slow, th slow things down and slow their anxieties down in the middle of pressure, a pressure packed situation. And so, uh, I think that, uh, you know, I think back when I was uh, re recovering from surgeries and I was, I was homebound for 16 months and it was easy to get uh, anxious or bored even. Uh, but uh, one of the things that I, I, I went to my bookshelf and I pulled out a book called uh, The World of Zen and it was about practices that Buddhist monks were doing in Japan to sort of stay in the moment and to, uh, you know, actually live their whole life with a, a, a great degree of, of uh, mental focus and, and simplification of, you know, everyday life. And, and uh, it, it was really beneficial. I, I, I think neutral thinking might even be a, a, a Western version of that a little bit in that uh, it helps us be in the moment and get the, uh, get the most out of uh, our day. And so uh, I'm glad you've done that. Um, so I'll well, give it back to you. Just one, you know, what I, and I don't want to go too far down the path, but this is a, a, a good example of if the listeners wanted to go back and rehear some of the podcasts, because what we're strongly presenting is that there are tools in the last three podcasts that will serve you well given the potential challenge in front of us and using neutral thinking as one of them neutral thinking i don't know whether i'll get this right but it's not worrying about what has happened or is going to happen it's doing what you can do right now so it's it's not it's what I can do right now is, is be calm. What I can do right now is meditate. What I can do right now is practice. What I can do right now is read the book and learn how about neutral thinking. What I could do right now is remember the zone of proximity, what I could do right now. And so I won't go any further, but there are, what could you do right now? What's in front of you? What's the task in front of you? And not worrying about what could happen 
for what has happened, but being in the in a mindful state. So I don't know whether I've got neutral thinking. I've still got some questions about it, Ron. But as an offering to provide a tool, a skill that'll serve hopefully me at some point in the challenges ahead, I'm going to use that. But I'm also using Gestalt and I'm using uh, replacement pictures. So let me yeah, pause right. there. Yeah, no, I just want to. I just want to say that was you know very well said. I, I you know I think and again just to summarize quickly, it's like. Uh, in a way, we're forced to live one day at a time, uh, and yeah. and uh, how can how can we make the most of it? You know, I think that uh, uh, I've got one client that I'm working with right now that I'm coaching on a every other day basis, and 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 uh, the advice that I've given him is, I said, uh, I want you, and then eventually your staff, to sort of ask yourself the question where is the silver lining in this mm -hmm. whole pandemic experience uh, for us in our business? There's certainly a silver lining here someplace. And so uh, speaking of Gestalt, I mean, that's creating a Gestalt. You're asking a question, you don't know the answer to the question, but it's, it's, it's a good legitimate answer. Well, at least it is for them uh, because there is a way to sort of see into this uh, this crisis that's going on in a way where not only do you come out of it uh, safely, but you come out of it uh, flourishing. And, yeah. and uh, so that is a worthy exploration every day. Yeah. And uh, rather than have you just that, that drive you crazy, you know, you got to have some place where you go for rest and when you go, go, go for relaxation. So uh, again, yeah. it's, it's how to be active every day, you know, given, given the circumstances. Yeah. Ali or Doug, add to it? For me, one of the things I'm spending time on is you know, recognizing the challenges high. Where can I best deploy the skills that I have? And mm -hmm. I think a couple of skills that I've always prided myself on is a great sense of humor and, or at least I think I have a great sense of humor. That's all I understood. Uh, and the... Uh, and then as well, having a, a perspective. So I think figuring out, okay, where can humor be deployed? And there's a lot of sadness and lots of stuff going on that aren't funny, but to the extent that you can find the funny moments and, and shed light on, on those yeah. things as well, uh, the ability to off, offer perspective and, and be a sounding board and, and a different view. So yeah. I'm looking for ways of of deploying the, those skills where the yeah. challenge is high. Anything to add, Ellie, and sort of getting positioned to wrap up our podcast today? Anything to add? Um, I was just going to say that I think people are finding other ways to engage, like Doug was alluding to, than mm -hmm. they would have before. Yeah. Um, so I think there's lots of different opportunities where you're seeing people stretch themselves out of their comfort zone because they mm -hmm. know they have certain skills or traits that are helpful in a time like this. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's interesting because a lot of people like, you know, uh, I know someone whose home task for last week was to organize their desktop files. Mm -hmm which is one of those things that just chronically gets pushed down lower in yeah. the list. But now they're feeling like a more engaged employee because yeah. they have more capacity. So I think it's yeah. just a matter of reframing yeah. what engagement looks like. Yeah. 
nicely said, Ali. Ron, Doug. Um, yeah, I think I, I think uh, Ali's right. I mean, I could I could reorganize my desktop files too, uh, and that that would be that would be very healthy. Uh, you know, I I talked to a friend of mine uh, yesterday, and he said that uh, they cleaned out their garage, and and use use the time to clean out the garage, which which was satisfying in and of itself. But it was interesting to him when he went to the uh, disposal site or the the dump as we call it he said there was a long line of people that had 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 done the same thing uh, yeah. yesterday they and yeah. and that people are figuring out that this is the time when you you get engaged you 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 know just doing things that you've been putting off mm -hmm. for example like cleaning something up uh, is 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 good for you yeah and so uh, yeah and again you don't have to figure out tomorrow or a week in advance you just have to figure out today what you know i need to pay attention to my business if you have one i need to pay attention you know to my own you know mental health i i need to pay attention to my physical health i need and and my family and and mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. check those boxes and and find you know creative things to do and and uh, but 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 stay inside of today as much as possible yeah well, in sort of wrapping up and sort of the summary of this is that what we tried to help the listener today was learn what is engagement and why it's important. And by building your skills to respond to challenges, a good way to put into the how you do it. Uh, I think just as a reminder from other podcasts, you know, we're stepping back into, you know, one day at a time, taking the benefit of the, the, the time, the gift of time that we've been given in this crisis. And so it's uh, all those nice things that we covered off before. Um, where we'd like to go next is on to relationship and, and uh, we'll probably check back in at the end of the week on relationship. But I, I know that everybody's starting to, you know, really uh, find isolation strategies to have virtual parties to FaceTime with my son was on friend a FaceTime with five or six of his buddies across the country and and having a just a wonderful visit in time and it it uh, was a great way to keep investing in relationships so any closing comments before we wrap up guys and gal <laughs> no just be well everybody yeah be well everybody we'll see you or hear you next time on the kitchen table take care we hope you enjoyed today's podcast with the Pacific Institute. If you like what you heard today, click the like button, or perhaps share this podcast with friends and family. For more information on TPI or how to get in contact with us, please visit www.tpikitchentable.ca. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. See you next time at the kitchen table.